Is your job search stuck? Maybe you're not getting any interviews with employers, or maybe you are, but no job offers. Or you may be new and not even know where to start. This is Charles Maxwood, and I'm releasing a new course ebook on how to find a job as a software developer. The course walks you through the process of finding the types of companies you want to work for, getting their attention, and putting your best foot forward as the candidate they want. I've coached dozens of developers in looking for jobs and have been able to help several people find jobs within two weeks to two months. So whether you're new to development, can't find a great job that fits what you want, or are looking for remote work from an area without a strong tech community, I can help. Go to getacoderjob.com and sign up today. Hi, this is Charles Maxwood, and I've been asked more times than I can count, how do I stay current? There's a lot to this question, and I'm working on a solution. Code badges. That's right. You heard me right. Basically, the idea is, is that you come and do a code badge, and that gets you an introduction to a topic. Then you can decide if you want to pursue it further. But while working on the badge, you gain enough proficiency to be able to pick it up again if you need. A lot of technology comes through on the bleeding edge, and not all of it sticks, but the principles do. So doing badges on the technologies that will get you ahead will provide you with experience needed to stay competitive. Plus, it offers social proof that you know something about the topic. The project is on Kickstarter right now. You can support it and get on the launch list at codebadge.org. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another My Angular Story. This week, we're talking to Brooks Forsyth. Brooks, you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. Now, you were telling me before the show that you're some kind of programming god among men or something like that. I did not say that at all. That is (laughs) why I'm humble. I stand among, you know, on the shoulders of giants. There you go. Well, I I appreciate you that saying so. We've had some of those giants on our show. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Yeah, a lot of great, uh, great guys on the show. Yeah. Now, just to give people a, a little bit of context here, I have opened up these My Story episodes to people who have not been on the show as guests before. So I sent an email out to the mailing list and I had a whole bunch of people sign up for slots. So we're talking to Brooks. And yeah, you haven't heard him on the show before. So I usually say, oh, you're on episode whatever. And yeah, you're not going to hear that this time, folks. No. Nope. So so uh, by way of introduction, then, what do you do? Who do you work for? Yes. Yeah, so I am a front-end developer. Uh, I've been doing that for four years. Before that, I was actually an IT recruiter. And I work for a, a large um, consulting corporation who probably should remain nameless because I don't know about their social media policy. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, we'll just say it's like Infosys or Accenture. So yeah, I work for them for a client. I live in Hartford, Connecticut. I work uh, in Hartford uh, for an insurance company. So like the only companies in Hartford. And I do front-end development with Angular 4, developing a application for when small businesses audit their insurance every year. They have to fill out a form Basically, we're doing reactive forms, and based on your answers, it changes your questions to try to get you to pay more money. Nice. So uh, you're not using Angular, what, 7 is it now? <laughs> uh, no, it's we are with long-term support, So, but that is changing to 5, and I believe, according to the map, shortly thereafter, 6. So we're, I actually have a user story to upgrade to six in my hopper to do. So that'll be that'll be fun. There's actually some good tools for that. There's a NG upgrade, I think is the website. And it just uh-huh. walks you through how to change everything bit by bit. Right. Um, so it'll make my life easier. Makes sense. So uh 
anyway, it, I'm, I'm kind of curious just to dive in and, and see how you got into this, especially since you mentioned you were a recruiter before and now you're doing Angular. How did you get into programming in the first place? Yes. Yeah, so I was, before I was a recruiter, I was doing help desk support for a, basically an outsourced uh, help desk for small businesses down in Norwalk, Connecticut. But, and one of my jobs was to open about 50 to like 75 different emails, scroll all the way to the bottom and make sure it didn't um, say failed or error. It was sending an email every time we back up a server and then I was to make sure that none of them failed. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was boring. And I used uh, <laughs> auto hotkey. It's like a scripting automating language. I used that to automate it for me. So that was kind of fun. And I spent a lot of time doing that there. Uh -huh. Kind of what got me into programming. And then um, from there, I went to get a, you know, I had a bachelor's in business. So I could, you know, was basically qualified to do sales. So I went to get my master's in computer science, um, but that was taking a long time. So I started doing IT recruiting. I started talking to a recruiter who actually lived across the street from where we were renting a condo at the time. And I started doing IT recruiting for him. We became good friends, kind of got the 10,000 foot view, but still wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, also wasn't very good at it. So, And um, from there, I placed someone right out of a boot camp and that was like five years ago and they were very new so that was something really cool you know it seemed like a good way to get into it and the person i placed was making a lot more money than i was so i you know quit it recruiting and um, moved into my parents uh, house and did uh coder camps i actually did it online and that worked out um, from there i got hired by charter communications the cable company mm -hmm. and from there i went to a small startup uh, called smart equip in norwalk and now i'm at the uh, large consulting firm up in hartford awesome so how did you wind up getting into angular then so um the i knew from doing we, we focused a lot on front-end developers at the recruiting firm i knew that angular uh -huh. was the hot item uh, so when I was picking out coding camps, I picked the one that taught Angular. Ah, uh, gotcha. In hopes to get me hired somewhere. Um, and that, that worked because the charter at the time or the department I was in, which was the e-commerce uh, site, um, they were converting everything from jQuery over to Angular 1.3, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, so they had several jQuery developers, HTML, CSS, jQuery, and I was the who they brought in to help them uh, convert stuff to Angular. So that was a lot of fun. Gotcha. That's cool. It's a lot of work, but it was fun. So what do you do in your spare time? In my spare time? Uh, I have two kids, so mm. they take up a lot of time. I have Wesley, who's four, and Rosie, who's one in a couple months. So I hang out with them a lot. I also have a really cool fish tank. <laughs> uh, it's a saltwater uh, reef tank. Oh, um, cool. So I grow coral in it. That's what I do in my spare time. Yeah. Nice. So back to Angular, you know, you've mentioned that you've worked on some of these projects. Which one was your favorite? 
Um, yeah, so when I was at Smart Equip, the startup, I was brought in to work on a um, Ionic project. So mm -hmm. it sits on top of Angular and lets me make iOS, Android apps. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I was, the app was already written in Objective-C. So I was brought on to convert it from Objective-C and hopefully update some of it and not in theory, update the back end, which was kind of a disaster, but we got it to work in the end. Right. Um, I had a lot of fun making that app. So yeah, that would, that would definitely be my favorite. I love working with Ionic, partly because you don't have to touch CSS. Uh, <laughs> CSS the devil. So uh, it kind of already has it done for you. Um, yeah, that yeah. that is true. So yeah that that would definitely be my favorite it's it's fun to play around with and um that was back when ionic 2 just came out now they're at version 4 mm -hmm. which is really great they've gotten into the angular cli and stuff and and really just they're just strictly a library on top of angular and that's uh that's nice so you can use their angular unit testing and the angular router now um, which is cool yeah, they're also expanding into other frameworks. So, yeah, uh, which is cool too. Um, I think we're talking to Mike on the View podcast next week. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, Vue.js is uh, is the hip thing these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we called it Views on View, and now I realize I should have just called it the View podcast. <laughs> well, you might be, uh, you know, have some copyright infringement. If yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or you might get some interesting guests on there. That's true too. I, I, I don't know if I could, anyway, I, I have feelings about that show. Maybe I shouldn't share them publicly. Mostly every clip I see is just somebody screaming at somebody else. So like, yeah, I don't need to watch that. Yeah, that's, uh, no, it's amazing when I do occasionally in a waiting room or something, see daytime television, you know, now oh, yeah. I just watch Netflix or Hulu or something. Daytime television is like a whole nother world. Oh, yeah, totally. So, yeah, so um, I'm a little bit curious. What's your workflow in Angular? What does that look like? Oh, good question. Yeah, so usually, you know, where I am now, I practice Agile. Um, so I get a user story with tasks in it. Usually I just uh, do everything in TypeScript first and make it functional yet ugly. And then hopefully can... Um, find some common UI components in a UI library that we have at my company and, and right. hook those up. Now, is this a UI library that you folks built yourself? Yeah, it's an internal UI library. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, which is nice. It doesn't, it, uh, unfortunately, they used jQuery when they built it, so we don't really get any of the JavaScript side of it. Mm. So we just have to make that, which is fine. I mean, I like working with TypeScript and uh, doing that. And then... Um, yeah, write unit tests for it, make sure it works, hopefully send it to someone to peer review it and, you know, they'll peer review it, give me a hard time about it and I'll fix it and we'll go back and forth for that and then QA will take a look at it. Yeah, it makes sense. So uh, what have you done out in the community? I'm just curious what your involvement is there. Everybody is a little bit different. Some people are heavily involved, some people aren't. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm heavily involved. I do have a lot of fun or I, I try to participate a lot in the Ionic Slack um, uh -huh. chat. 
that's a lot of fun there's a lot of you know you get the like people who just started or who just want you to answer their one very specific question without any information mm-hmm. um, and you know i kind of watch mike like sweat and, and try to get them to pull teeth and get more information out of them but it's it's a very like open and welcoming slack group and and there's a lot of cool stuff going on in there that's where i usually try to do my part i guess Mm -hmm. answer questions in there yeah i think there are a lot of people in the community that are sort of behind the scenes sort of people so you see people answering questions on stack overflow or fixing tests or documentation on a project or you know doing what you're doing and helping people out in the chat room and so people will recognize the handle without really thinking much about that there's a person on the other end that's spending their time helping out right yeah yeah exactly i mean you know it's it's either that or i could be doing you know css so i'd rather do that anyways but um <laughs> css is the devil huh yeah yeah when once so my uh my working um ethic kind of slides down when i realize i have to start doing some serious css stuff or uh so i kind of look for distractions but <laughs> Yeah, so I I don't mind uh, answering, you know, any questions or um, even kind of prodding the the person asking the questions to give more information. Like I was on the Slack chat today and someone was asking a question. Someone asked, you know, what are the steps to recreate it? And the steps they wrote back was, you know, Ionic create new app, Ionic run. And that's all they sent back. And I was like, well, that's not very helpful. That's hilarious. Yeah. It was, it's like, okay. Yeah. I worked in QA for a while and I'd call users up and have them try and walk me through something. And yeah, it was stuff like that. Well, I just, okay, turned it on. Okay. It's doing it. Okay. Yeah. Can you show me these settings? I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, it's, you don't want to brush them off completely because they're obviously frustrated, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you can only help them if if they give you the information. Right. So what are you working on now? Right now, for our work, we're working on the audit application. Uh On the side, I, you know, play with Ionic version 4. I, uh... You know, just build things with that. Just fun little side projects, test out, try to stay current. Yeah. Nice. Well, is there anything else that you feel like we ought to know about you or anything interesting that you've done that you want to talk about? Oh, if I say no to this, like, that'll be a real downer, huh? No, not necessarily. I mean, we have talked about what you're what you're doing out there, but... No, but, I, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I could make something up real quick. Um, no, it's it's all good. I mean, honestly, it's, I mean, just com- contributing in, in the way that you are, I think is important. But yeah, sometimes I, I get done with these interviews and then I ask, okay, well, we're going to wrap it up. And they're like, oh, well, I do this other thing that's like super fascinating. No, I miss it, so. no, I, I don't do anything super fascinating. Yeah, well, I, I think helping out in the chat community is is definitely interesting. Yeah, no, that's fun. I, I enjoy that. and um, Yeah, I, I like uh, kind of being in the 
I enjoy talking to the other developers who are also, you know, working on it and helping mm -hmm. them get unstuck. Yep. Well, cool. Well, the last section of this show is picks. Do you have some picks you want to shout out about? Sure. Yeah. So I guess my picks one would be the Ionic Slack community, mm -hmm. which is Ionic worldwide.herokuapp.com. Right. So, and uh, the other one would be um, dev.2, T-O. Um, it's kind of, uh, it's like a blogging platform, uh, kind of like where people post about programming, being a developer, mm -hmm. all different languages. I don't know if you've seen it or... I have. They tend to repost a lot of our podcasts. Oh, okay. And I'm still not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't I don't know how to feel about that either. Is there is there a downside to being reposted or I like having people come to the website because then I get a chance to interact with them. Don't you think most people just go to iTunes or whatever they're I think some do, but I have to compete with Dev2 for Google and stuff like that. All right. But I mean, I, I love that there are people out there that are passionate that are putting together a resource. So, yeah. I mean, that yeah. that's, there you go. You got both sides of it. I mean, that's, that's the upside and the downside for me anyway. It's like a medium, but without all the uh, like self-help stuff. So I kind of like, it. <laughs> yeah. Or the like premium content that they trick you into. Oh yeah. Gotta love that. So yeah, I like it. Good deal. And I have done four shows today already. So I'm trying to think of anything that I haven't picked that I ought to pick. Nope. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, cool. I, I guess I'll just plug some of the stuff that I'm working on. Um, so one of them is the get a coder job.com. If you're looking for a job, um, you can buy the rough draft. It's still it, it's still a work in progress, but I've been writing a thousand words in the book every day, um, and then I publish it and update, update update the change log. So you know you can just get more content. And currently, I'm writing the chapter on how to build a resume. So cool. uh, you can check that out. Get a coderjob.com. And then if you're into podcasting, I'm starting to get to the point where I want people to start using the software that I'm building to manage the podcasts. So if you're interested in that, you can also reach out to me, Chuck at devchat.tv. And if you want to get on this show, we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Awesome. All right. Well, if people want to find you online, where do they go? I guess they could go to Twitter. I'm Brooks right. Forsyth, B-R-O-K-S, Forsyth, F-O-R-S-Y-T-H. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. All right, folks. We'll go ahead and wrap this one up, and we will catch you all next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.